Happy New Year, Seahawks fans and Field Goals listeners. This is Brandon Schultz of the Field Goals podcast. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking to Anthony Knockreiner of the Knock on Sports. Each week throughout the season, I go on Anthony's show. We recap the previous game, look ahead to the next game, and give our weekly picks. So here it is, the last regular season show with Anthony on the Knock on Sports. Time to talk some NFL and Seattle Seahawks football as Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast joins us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Brandon, it is great to chat with you once again, man. And I can only imagine how ecstatic you are as the Seattle Seahawks are NFC West champs. They are NFC West champs, Anthony. It's been a three-year drought with another team in the division being the champs. It's something I'm not used to. The Seahawks haven't gone that long without a division title going back all the way to, gosh, when they were first getting them with Mike Holmgren uh, in the AFC West. And then uh, did they get one with him in the AFC West or did they just make the playoffs? I don't know. When he went to the NFC West, though, that's when they started dominating. Pretty convincing win over the L.A. Rams in a game that very much was the style of the Seattle Seahawks. And again, it wasn't a whole bunch of points from the Seahawks offense, but defensively, a close game. They were able to run the football when it mattered most. They were able to put points on the board when it mattered most. And that defense was able to stymie the Rams. Yes, and that was the important part. It was that they they got the points that... You know, looking at it in in contrast to the Washington game, both times the offense scored 20 points against a solid defense. But the way they did it against the Rams, it was different because it was coming down that critical stretch of time. You know, they come out out of the half, they get the touchdown, they get the big throw downfield to David Moore, which which sets up Russell Wilson's rushing touchdown. And then, you know, to close it out when they really needed it after the Rams get a field goal, they they get within four points. But then the Seahawks able to put another touchdown on the board, the one to Jacob Hollister. And this was kind of cool, Anthony, because it, just the, the backstory for you and for anybody else who may not be a Seahawks fan. Hollister was the guy in week 17 last year who came up just inches short of the goal line against San Francisco. Had Hollister got over the goal line that would have helped win the Seahawks a division title against the 49ers last year. And so he came up just short. So for him to catch the the touchdown that essentially put the game away was kind of cool. Yeah, I was about to say Hollister has been a very reliable target and a guy that uh, Russell Wilson likes to throw to. Obviously, it was helpful that you guys were able to get Greg Olson back. But kind of going to that, Brandon, as you mentioned, I know, again, the, the Rams defense very good. But not seeing those big splash plays that we have been accustomed to seeing early on in the season from the Seahawks offense. Are you concerned about that? Again, this team can methodically get the football down the field, but we're not seeing those big plays. It was a little bit concerning. I, I think teams do have it. You know, the teams with good defenses anyway, they know that they can what to do to take those plays away from Russell Wilson. And so his his opportunities to take those plays, are, there's just so many fewer opportunities. And you saw one where he went to Hollister down the left side and just the timing was thrown off. The linebacker got a, a good knock on the tight end as he was you know, in the middle of his route. Uh, you saw the offensive line get disrupted just enough that he missed a, a deep shot to DK Metcalf. And then he overthrew one to Tyler just a little bit down the middle of the field. All those three were in the first half. And, and so he had those opportunities. It was just he was just a little bit off on those. But you saw when the one to David Moore happened, it made a big difference. And then, yeah, they didn't really have a lot of opportunities or, or they didn't make uh, they didn't convert on their opportunities against Washington. So 
I think that you're going to see more of that. It's going to be defense specific and how they're able to play Russell Wilson. Brandon, looking at this week's game against the San Francisco 49ers here, how do you feel about this? Because obviously you guys are still in contention with the number one seed. You guys are going to play in the afternoon, so you're not going to know the results because Green Bay and New Orleans will be playing in the afternoon as well. Um, how do you feel about this? Do you try and rest up? I know San Francisco is a very tough opponent as well, uh, but essentially, you know, considering what has to go your way to be the number one seed, how do you feel the Seahawks should handle week 17 against the 49ers? Well, and it's not just about the number one seed. Yes, it is. Uh, the, the opportunity is there. They've got to play for that. But even you want to play for the number two seed, too, because if you're the number two seed, you're guaranteed at least two home games in the playoffs. The the first one and then the next week, the, the two seeds, the only one to get that. If you're the number three, you might end up going to play uh, the number one, potentially, if it uh, works out that way. Right. So I think that is the key is is you want to be the or be the three to play the two. But. Yeah, the, the key is you want as many home games as possible. So you you want to play to win then. And is Pete Carroll going to watch it and see, OK, if the other two games are out of hand, uh, do you pull the starters maybe in the fourth quarter? Maybe. But I think that Pete Carroll's mentality, listening to him in his Monday press conference, he has this team dialed in in kind of that winning mode and he doesn't want to pull them out of it. So I, I think that you're going to see the starters playing whether it's for the the three seed, whether it's for the two seed, or or hopefully even the one seed. Defensively, again, this team's going to try and stop the run. Jeff Wilson went off uh, this past weekend against uh, the Arizona Cardinals defense here. Uh, is he the primary focus at this point, considering the fact that San Francisco also did lose Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, considering all the injuries that San Francisco has had this year. I, the, the Seahawks defense, their number one focus every single week is to stop the run. So it's got to be, Jeff Wilson, if he's the guy in there, if he's the one getting the carries, that's the way you stop offenses like the Rams and as, as well as the 49ers. So uh, that's that's absolutely going to be the focus. Brandon, uh, this defense has played well. I want to go back to the Rams game for just a second, because how big was that tackle by Jamal Adams? The keep, I believe, was Malcolm Brown out of the end zone there because that could have changed the tide of the game and then leads to that goal line stand. Yeah, that was it was huge. And at the time, it, there, it looked like there were a couple guys that could have made the play there, too. But going back and watching it, it was Jamal Adams coming from behind. And and it looked like he was trying to decide if he was blitzing, if he was backing off, I, you know, whatever kind of game he was playing with Goff there. But then he comes around the edge and nobody blocks him, able to take down Brown from behind. It, it comes up being a huge play. You know, K.J. Wright makes a huge block on the, the fourth down play to get Jordan Brooks in there for the stop. I think it was Brooks that had the big tackle on first down two that backed him up. Otherwise, you know, maybe Brown's able to get into the end zone on the second down play. So, so many things happening on that goal line stand. And, you know, in addition to Pete Carroll throwing the challenge flag on third down when Goff looked like he may have fumbled it and, and you know, not gotten over the goal line. So that was just one of those fun goal line stands. And as a fan, man, you just wish that, you know, you remember those moments, especially if you're in the stadium watching it. And uh, I, I just imagine the, the noise of the crowd in, in those big moments. Brandon, were you as confused as I was when you saw that challenge flag come out? I mean, I understand that the ball does come out, but. I got to imagine the people upstairs rewatching the replay. What did I don't know what you saw that makes you think that they were going to overturn that play because there was no clear recovery. You never see where the ball ends up. 
Yeah, one of the things up on fieldgoals.com this week, John Morgan, who did the post-game recap with me, he talked about this and kind of looking back at some of Pete Carroll's challenges because you do look at some of them, that one included, and, and kind of scratch your head a little bit as, okay, this isn't going to get overturned because even though it was a fumble, if there is no clear change of possession, then the ruling on the field stands. And, and, and that's how it is in the rule books. And Pete, after the game, he said, well, maybe they could have seen something in the different camera views that the officials had. But I think this is more of him, you know, maybe wanting to take a time out there, knowing that he's not going to have time to use two challenges left in the game. And so it gives you an extended challenge. It it kind of uh, gets, you know, Pete Carroll is all about the emotions of the game. So I do think that within some of these challenges of his, there is some emotion tied to them. Brandon Schultz is joining us here on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast as we're breaking down uh, the Seattle Seahawks as they get ready for Week 17 and ultimately the playoffs. Brandon, let's talk about that for a second. So much still to be decided within the, within the NFC. Obviously, we talked about the potential for uh, the number one seed, but also within the division, the Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Rams with backup quarterbacks here, uh, the the loser of this game could potentially be out of the playoffs, depending on if Chicago can knock off Green Bay. That's going to be a tall order uh, as well. But what about it? Do you, who do you think would uh, you'd rather see out of the playoffs, Arizona or L.A.? Oh, gosh. Between those two teams, I I don't know if it – I guess rather I'd rather have the Rams out just because that defense is so good. I would rather not see them. The Bears defense also good. So I think that Seattle has the potential to play a really good defense straight out of the gate. I know some people might point to Arizona and that offensive team. I I don't know if it matters necessarily once you're in the playoffs because they're just there's so many good teams, Anthony. Well, you also have the potential for a rematch here because this would this I mean, you guys could potentially see the Rams again right. if they win and be a sixth seed. If they lose, they'll be a seventh seed, and then you would see Uh, Arizona here so that could be really interesting here as you guys it seems like the percentages would say more than likely you're going to see an NFC West team in the first round yeah especially if Green Bay if they win if you end up in that three seed it's very likely that you're going to face another NFC West team and I don't know I I always like seeing teams from other divisions. I don't like seeing the the team from the same division for the third time. I don't know why it is. It may, maybe it's just me, but um, I, I always like to play a team that's not from the division in the playoffs on the way, unless, you know, it's uh, it, it, unless the Seahawks have lost twice and it's like a third time. And OK, here's the time to get it. And I, and I want to see them beat that team. But uh, it's been 50 50 with these other teams. So I, I want to see them go through other teams on the way to through the playoffs. Brandon Schultz joining us right now on the Seahawks and Field Goals podcast. We're going to make our NFL picks for Week 17 next. It's time to make our Week 17 NFL picks. And joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawks and Field Goals podcast. Uh, Brandon, I'm really excited because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are also in the playoffs. And so it's going to be fun to figure out who wins the NFC East. Obviously, they got to handle their business against the Atlanta Falcons as well. But there's so much still on the line for Week 17. I know, obviously, you're going to be glued to the Seahawks game. But real quick, what's another game that you're really intrigued by that has huge playoff implications? Is it the AFC or in the NFC? Oh, gosh, there's so many this week because, I mean, obviously, 
the NFC game between Green Bay and Chicago. I think of of the games that have the potential to impact the Seahawks seeding, it's that game. Uh, but that's going to be going on at the same time, so I'm not going to be able to watch that one. If I'm going to pick an early game that is intriguing, it is that Dallas-New York Giants matchup because that one has the potential then to make you know the the evening game that much bigger uh if you know Washington is able to well it's all going to come down to whether or not Washington is able to win that game because if they lose then it could be either Dallas or the Giants depending on the outcome of that early game yeah it's going to be really interesting and uh, we'll really have to see I'm curious to see what your picks are so let's dive right in first we got Vikings Lions what do you got I am going to take the Vikings, even though Dalvin Cook's not going to play kind of a bummer. And it sounds like his his dad passed. And so he's not going to be available for this game. But I still think that the Vikings have enough Detroit coming down the stretch. They're, I, they're just not playing well. No, I was going to say, I don't think uh, I don't think the Lions have a lot left after last week. So I'm going to take the Vikings to finish up strong as well. Uh, Tampa Bay hosting the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to take Tampa Atlanta. Just they're they're losing too many games at the last minute. The, that's been the story of this team all season long. You can't believe the Pro Bowl kicker missing, you know, a, a makeable field goal against the Chiefs that would have sent it into overtime. And, and they end up losing the game. That is kind of a similar story. I felt like with Tampa the previous week where Atlanta gets up to lead, gives it away. So I, I'm going to take Tampa, even though it could be another close game. It could be. I'm going to take Tampa as well. Tampa still has a lot to play for. They want to make sure they sew up that number five seed. Uh, Jets at the Patriots. Ooh, man, this is this is a tough one because the Jets have been playing pretty well down the stretch. Ah, do I take the upset here? I'm going to take the Patriots, I think. I'm going to end up taking the Patriots as well. I think Cam Newton's going to end up starting. I think he ends up finishing strong. I know not a good season for the Patriots, but uh, I think they just, they're going to play a little bit better uh, than the New York Jets. All right. I'm going to switch it up then, Anthony. I'm going to take the Jets. (laughs) You're just going to go against me? Really? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going against you on this one. We've had two back-to-back picks where we've had the same one. I'm going against you here. All right. All right. So I'm going to take the Patriots. He's going to take the Jets. Dolphins Bills. This is going to be an exciting game and one that's really, really important for the Dolphins. It is important for the Dolphins, but not totally important because they can get in. There's a lot of scenarios where other teams within the AFC can lose. I think there's three or four other teams that can lose and the Dolphins still able to get in. So I'm going to take Buffalo here and still like Miami to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, I really like Buffalo to win here. They're playing really well. I think they still win. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a three-point ball game, but I will take the uh, Buffalo Bills to get there. And then at the same time, too, uh, today, the Buffalo Bills fans get to find out that they will be able to have some fans for their first home playoff game since the 90s. Wow. Yeah, I know that's pretty important to Bills fans, especially considering just the the drought that they've had to experience. So it'll be nice that at least a few of them get to get in. The Cleveland Browns hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers here, Brandon. I'm going to take the Browns to win. Man, these are so many tough matchups that that we're having to see between these two teams. And Pittsburgh's kind of, they they bounced back last week. But you know what? I'm going to take the Browns too. Yeah, I think Cleveland still gets in the playoffs. They need to win that game to get in. I just don't trust Pittsburgh at this point. Yeah, like you said, they, they played a good second half of football against the Colts, but I just don't know if that's enough. To trust I don't know if you can trust too. the Browns either the way they're playing. 
Well, who do you trust more, Baker Mayfield or Mason Rudolph? I don't know. That's right. Mason. That's why I picked the, the Browns on this, because because Big Ben is sitting out. So, yeah, absolutely. Browns. Uh, Cowboys at the Giants. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys to win here. I am going to take the Giants, Anthony. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think people are hyping up Cowboys after one big win too much. I, I think the Giants, they're able to, to get the upset and uh, get the win at home. Ravens at Bengals. I will take the Ravens. The, the Bengals, though, I had to think about this one because obviously the Bengals, they've, they've been kind of turning it on this last couple of weeks. Yeah, the Bengals, they've been playing well. They're, they're not an easy out here, but I do expect the Ravens, considering their playoff hopes, uh, they need a win as well. I expect them to get that uh, against the Bengals. Uh, Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah, this one was the easiest one. I will take the Colts. Agreed. Take the Colts as well here over the Jaguars. And, I mean, for Jacksonville, I guess they could win because they won't lose out on Trevor Lawrence if they win, but yeah, I just don't see how it happens. No, and the Colts need this game. They have got to get this win to get in the playoffs. Exactly. Another one for the Tennessee Titans as well. Titans at Texans. Yeah, I am going to take the Texans, I think. This was another close game that they played early on the season. I know I've been taking Houston a lot, but Deshaun Watson had another good game last week. That's just that the that that Houston defense was not able to hold the Bengals. I don't think it's going to be that much different with Tennessee not having that great of a defense either. So I, I think he can put the the points up on the board. And I, I think that Tennessee just it's going to be a little too much pressure for them, like we saw with them against the the Packers last week, not able to to put up much of a, a fight against them. I was disappointed because I think I, I thought that uh, they were going to have a much better showing against a good team. But uh, no, they're going to finish with two losses on the road to finish the year, but still be in the playoffs. I'm going to take the Titans here over the Texans. Brandon, I think they bounce back again. I think the and it's an it's an, it's like it's a lousy excuse. I don't think Tennessee played well in the snow. They didn't handle it, but they did play better in the second half. I expect Tennessee uh, to bounce back. Uh, Cardinals at the L.A. Rams. Backup quarterbacks for both teams. Yes, which is why I'm going to pick the team with the better defense with the L.A. Rams. Agreed. I'm going to take the Rams here as well, simply because of that defense. Uh, if Kyler Murray was playing here, I would take Murray just because of what he can do. But uh, yeah, I think the Rams get in here. And unfortunately for the Cardinals, uh, what does it go like seven of their last nine that they lose to finish the season after a six and three start? Yeah, and they probably shouldn't even have won the Buffalo game with the uh, Hail Mary at the end. Exactly. Uh, Saints Panthers. Who do you got? I am going to take the Saints. So unfortunately, Green Bay Saints, I, I think Seattle's going to be in the three seed, but yeah, I'm picking the Saints. Yeah, I want to take the Panthers here to upset the uh, New Orleans Saints, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, uh, Carolina is just going to pack it in. So I think uh, I'm going to go with you as well as the Saints uh, get the win. Packers at the Bears. Yeah, I again, I would want to take the Bears for the upset, but I don't think that they're going to do it. I, I like Green Bay. And they're playing for the one seed. And so I think they get it here against Chicago. I really want to just go for the Bears here because I think here's the deal. And everyone's talking about this. And I was saying this earlier on my show this week. Everyone's already crowned the uh, Packers, the NFC team here this week because of their win over the Tennessee Titans. I will say this. The Titans have one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. I think they only had like 14 sacks going into that game yeah. on Sunday night. Chicago is obviously a very different animal when it comes to the pass rush. So I'm very, very curious in this game how Green Bay handles it. Because if Green Bay can handle it, then okay, maybe I start buying a little bit more. But if Khalil Mack has a day, I don't know if it'll be enough to get the Bears over the Packers. 
But if he has a day where he gets multiple sacks and they harass Aaron Rodgers, I think all of a sudden Green Bay looks very, very uh, mortal uh, when it comes to the NFC playoffs. Yeah, I just look back to that last game because I was expecting that too the last time these two teams played and Packers able to win pretty handily, 41-25, and 15 of those Bears points came in the fourth quarter. So because the Packers won that game so handily, it just has me thinking that, that uh, yeah, the Bears aren't going to be able to do it even with a, a playoff berth on the line. Chargers at the Chiefs. This was pretty easy for me. Chiefs. Yes, uh, we'll take the Chiefs as well. Seahawks 49ers. I'm taking the Seahawks. I will take Seattle for sure. Uh, Raiders at the Broncos with Las Vegas out. I'm going to say the Denver Broncos get the win. I, I'm i going to go with Vegas. I, I kind of hemmed and hawed on this one. Denver, the home team. I, I'm I'm going to like I'm going to take the Raiders here. So they finish nine and seven and, and kind of finish with a respectable record. And then Sunday Night Football, Washington at Philadelphia. Who do you got? I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. And part of this, Anthony, is because I want chaos within the within the NFC East. And this leaves the Giants with the, the playoff berth winning the NFC East title with just six wins. It's going to the Giants, and it's because the Eagles get the win here. I don't know how I feel about this because I really don't want Tampa Bay to have, have to go to New York. <laughs> For the wild card round. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that, that New York team, they could be a little bit dangerous. See, which which NFC East team do you think is the most dangerous of of Washington, of Dallas, of the Giants? If Alex Smith is playing, it's Washington. But again, you don't know when Alex Smith's going to be back. I look at Dallas as possibly the easiest team. Yeah, they're playing good football right now. But again, that defense, they haven't played a great offense. Um, no, but they still, have the most offensive weapons of any of those teams. Yeah, but if you get pressure on Andy Dalton, that makes it, it kind of makes it null and void. Sure. If you got a good pass rush, you can get after Andy Dalton. Yes, that's true. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. Like I said, the only thing is, I don't know if I want to play the New York Giants. I've already seen that matchup once. Uh, and that Giants defense is no joke either. Right. I know. This is this is the tough choice. I'm I'm almost glad. Now, with Tampa, if they happen to lose to Atlanta, they're not a lock for that uh, that number five seed, are they? No, if they lose to Atlanta and L.A. wins and L.A. becomes that number five seed Ooh. and Tampa becomes the sixth seed. And then so Tampa could be coming to Seattle in the first round. Ooh, that'd be interesting. It would be interesting, but I kind of want to see Tampa Bay and Seattle play in the second round. I don't want to <laughs> see it in the first round. That's what I'm aiming for here, Brandon. <laughs> what, 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 what does it matter what round they're in? I want to see these teams play. Well, damn it, I want to see a playoff win. <laughs> You've seen those recently. I haven't seen one since 03. <laughs> okay, good point. I, I, I see now. Oh, Brandon Schultz joining us here on the Whitefish Credit Union Outline from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, if they want to catch the latest episode of the podcast, how can they do it? New episode of the Seahawkers podcast expected to be out on Thursday. Check it out, SeahawkersPodcast.com and should have a preview episode of the 49ers game coming up this weekend as well. SBNation.com slash NFL podcast to get the Field Goals podcast. Brandon, really appreciate the time. As always, a blast to chat with you and make NFL picks. Look forward to chatting with you next week as we will have a finished playoff slate and we'll know what the wildcard round will look like. Happy to make it through the regular season with you, Anthony. Go Hawks.